You're listening to Krav Maga Podcast, the most downloaded Krav Maga podcast in the world. Brought to you by Krav Maga Global's expert, Joey Karam. Hey guys, welcome to podcast. Uh, welcome to podcast? <laughs> welcome to the Krav Maga Podcast. <laughs> so basically, here's the deal. I wrote this article that um, was getting a lot of traction about um, when it's time for unrelenting violence. The idea is basically this. It's taboo sometimes to talk about violence and to talk about hurting somebody else. And so a lot of times we get the, aren't we supposed to turn the other cheek? Or can we take down a bad guy with just enough force to not hurt him and not go to jail and not, you know, do cause a lot of damage? Can we just like be nice? Um, and isn't like teaching of violence a bad thing to do? As a self-defense instructor, I am putting, I'm, I'm really put up against this situation a lot with people asking me these questions that aren't. See, here's the deal. When someone comes into class, they are into it and they get it. So they're there for a reason for the most part. Now, the people that I get in conversations with that, you know, I'm at a get together or something like, what do you do? And I say, I'm a crowd guy instructor. The thing that always happens is the whole like, they look at me like, oh, well, why, I mean, why do you teach violence? And I mean, who needs that? Like, if there's someone's going to attack me, I mean, you know, they get that attitude and it's so annoying. I hate telling people what I do for a living. Um, so sometimes I make different things up. I actually own another business too. So sometimes I even just say that. Um, and then every once in a while, I'll get the courage to just to go through that conversation for 20 minutes of why it's important. Um but to outsiders, people just don't get it. It's kind of a funny thing. So unfortunately, there's no escaping that there may be a time when um, we have to channel violence to fight violence. This isn't about war or fighting for peace with sticks and guns. I'm talking about that one situation that we all fear, the one that makes your stomach churn even when you're thinking about it. That's what we train for. Imagine waking up with a shadow above your bed and a gun to your head, and intruders preparing to do unspeakable things to you and your family. In such situations, we must forget socially acceptable norms, and we have to be able to channel that violence to hurt the person or to stop the person that's about to commit violence onto us. So this is what we are training for. Um, being as close to law enforcement and I'm teaching self-defense to hundreds of victims of violence. So a lot of our students, I'd say uh, maybe 20 to 30%, maybe more, because a lot of people don't even like to tell you that they're a victim of violence. Um, so in the hundreds of people that we've taught for that have actually come up to us and say, hey, I've had this happen to me. Um, and a lot of times, you know, we hear stories of defeat, but a lot of times we also hear stories of um, victory, which is awesome. So one particular comes to mind. For the sake of privacy, some minor details and names have been altered. In L.A. a few years ago, a rapist and a murderer was targeting women, first raping them, then killing them. And local law enforcement were at a loss to find him. They couldn't figure out where he was, who his next targets were going to be, etc. So one night, the woman in her 20s was jogging, and uh, she was alone, and at night, and going through a parking uh, park type of a, of a sur uh, surroundings, um, and she had headphones on. So, so it was really the uh, the perfect storm of not being aware, not hearing your surroundings, can't be, see anything, and being alone. Um, and uh, she was jogging, and someone came out of nowhere, slammed her head against the wall, pinning her down. 
um, just holding her with all of his force. And then he tore her clothes off and blood ran down her head. Like she was beat up and, um, she was in a daze though. So you gotta understand people don't really understand what's happening for at least a few seconds until they finally clicks of, Oh my God, this is happening to me. Um, and then when she finally figured out what was happening, she fought back. So luckily, she had some self-defense training. And so she started to hit him, and she started to kick him, and she started to just go crazy on the guy. Um, he started slamming her against the ground to try to stop her, which happens. And then he shoved his hand on her mouth to stop her from screaming, and she bit his finger off. <laughs> she said it felt like a carrot. So that was interesting story. Um, so the attacker was shocked and basically ran off and then the authorities came and she's like, here's his finger. Um, he's in jail now. So that's cool. So that's just a really simple yet uncrazy, like not guns flying everywhere story of victory. So she was attacked. She put herself in really bad situations uh, or in a really bad situation, and she luckily got out of it by fighting back and and overcoming her fear. So I have a lot of stories that are like that, but for now, let's just stick with that one. And um, there's two different types of encounters that we have to understand. There's social aggression, and then there's asocial violence. So I actually stole this idea from Tim Larkin's new book, uh, When Violence is the Answer, which is a good book. I like the first half of it. And um, the book is good. But really, he, he breaks down to the um, two different types of violence, which is the social aggression and asocial violence. So if you want to start thinking about social aggression, this is the monkey dance, as Rory Miller would describe it. It's social status situations, just like the two guys at the bar pumping their chest, trying to be bigger than the other. Usually there's talking and posturing and sometimes even flipping the bird. Um, the social cues start to escalate and the fight breaks loose. Or maybe someone's holding a knife at your throat, demanding all of your belongings. Or uh, there are, for the most part, social aggression situations that can be settled in, in a nonviolent manner. In fact, I would argue that 99.9% .9 of social aggression situations can be avoided completely. How? Well, it's simple. Use your head, not your ego. Walk away. Don't go to certain areas or wear headphones or go at night and be alone in a park. <laughs> uh, don't cause a stir. Don't eyeball people. Use what they call verbal jujitsu and common sense to talk your way out of a fight. You can do it. If you don't, if you place your ego to the side, you can literally talk to people out of fights. And it's actually not that hard to do. I've done it plenty of times and it works great. Avoid violence at all costs. There's nothing Nothing good about violence. If you're in a social aggression situation and you decide you want to one-up the person and show them who's boss and let your ego take over, you're either going to go to jail, you're going to be in a coffin, you're going to be in a hospital. Those are pretty much the only options. We don't live like in the movies where you punch people in the bars and walk away anymore. You punch someone, you break their teeth, they fall down and die. Or they break their teeth, they sue you. There, The cops get called and they press charges on you. There's always going to be a worse thing that's going to happen other than just doing the one-off monkey dance with these people. Don't do it. Just avoid it at all costs. You'll be the bigger man, I promise you. 
Um, you got to understand if there's story number one, guy on the street corner gets punched in the face, falls down. The guy kicks him in the face nonstop, breaks his teeth, breaks his chest, breaks his ribs, just keeps kicking him. People are watching and filming on their phones. I saw a video of this, by the way. Um, and basically nothing. They're not, no one's helping this dude. He just gets pummeled. Then finally someone comes in, stops him. The dude gets off the ground. Teeth are falling off his face on the ground pretty much. And uh, he walks away, and it's reported that he was fine, went to the hospital, you know, had some problems, obviously, but he lived. Story number two, there's two guys in a bar, um, cue the monkey dance routine, basically puffing their chests, going nuts. One dude just punches them, basically like a bitch slap, just like an open palm punch to the face um, from the side, and the dude falls, hits his head, and dies. In story number one, it was much more gruesome and violent and deadly, but yet people got up and walked away. In story number two, it was a simple bitch slap to the face and the guy died. Now he's in jail for seven years. The other guy doesn't get to go home. It's a huge deal. You do not want to get into a fight for something as stupid as your ego. So now let's talk about asocial violence. This is the mother of all fears. This is the unassuming bad guy that is efficient and articulate in what he's doing. This is the systematic approach to killing and violence. There's no talking. There's no social cues. Only violence. This is the attacker who is ready in your house, hiding in the closet, waiting for you to fall asleep so he can slit your throat and do whatever he wants to your family. This is the person who doesn't seem to have a soul. They fantasize about violence, and then they act on it. These are the people who commit mass murders in movie theaters and concerts and in schools. This is, there's no escaping this person. When it comes to this, you need to unleash your Hulk. You need to unleash your violence onto this person. Just like the jogger in the first story. She was pinned to a wall, beat up, her clothes being torn off. Um, talking wasn't going to work. Screaming only did so much until he covered her mouth. And then when she unleashed her Hulk on the attacker, she threw every move that she could at him. Ended up biting his finger. She said it was like biting a carrot. <laughs> so that's awesome. That's what we want. That's the goal of training. In these situations, when facing imminent threats, we must disregard all social training and deliver more violence than we are receiving. That's the key. We must outperform the attacker. We can't match them or give them less. They, if they are committing violence onto us, we must convict, commit violence back onto them just more efficiently. In an earlier podcast, I referred to people with knives and guns as having a computer um, operating system that controlled the weapons. So side note, in all of history, a knife or gun or rock or a nuclear bomb has never killed somebody. Weapons don't kill people. People kill people using weapons. Whether that's a stick, stone, gun, knife, rocket, gas, car, plane, boat, or with their bare hands. All these options are being controlled by the brain, or as I like to call it, the computer. So without the computer controlling the weapons, the threat no longer exists. So what's our main objective when experiencing asocial violence? Take out the computer. This can be done in a lot of ways, uh, and it doesn't require cutting someone's head off, but if you need to do that, you know, that's what you got to do. So attached to our brain is a mop of nerves. 
And they're running into every part of our body. Basically, they're the same material as our brain, and they function in the same way. But they are primarily the way the brain communicates with the rest of our body and how the body communicates with our brain. So what happens when you accidentally touch a stove? You rapidly pull your hand away, curse, and wonder what the hell just happened. So many times we don't even feel the pain until afterwards. Our nerves just told our body to react and kept us safe. We didn't need to process any of it. So essentially, this is what we're going to do to the attacker to effectively bypass his brain and redirect the computer's operating system. We need to cause severe damage and injury to his body. A few ideas include breaking their windpipe, kicking the groin until the balls pop, or breaking the knee, <laughs> breaking the knee joint or the ankle joint or elbow joint or popping the eyeballs or breaking the jaw or sever the spinal cord from the base of the skull by hitting them really hard in the back of the head. These may seem a bit violent. Good. They're supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. But this is what it takes to counter violence by learning how to be violent and effectively dismantle a bad guy. Size doesn't really matter if you know how to inflict pain, damage, violent injury. I don't want to get into all the stories. This podcast would be 10 hours long if we started to do that. But basically, to sum it up, we need to do everything in our power to negate social aggression and avoiding fighting altogether. You either go to the hospital, jail, or mortuary. It's just not worth it. Take the high road and avoid it at all cost. If we are presented with an asocial violence situation, we must do everything in our power to inflict maximum amount of damage back to the attacker. And we must do a better job than them. This is violent and unnatural, but this is how we survive. Training will give you the tools to use in this type of situation, so don't take it for granted. Train. Train like your life actually depends on it. I know it's fun. I know it's a community. I know that we just do it because we want to stay in shape and we want to feel badass and all that stuff. But seriously, every once in a while, you really got to click in that you may have to do this to somebody someday. And if you do have to do that, this is what has to be done and you have to be willing and able to do it. Mental training helps a lot with this. I think I did that on podcasts uh, to one or two um, for mental training. Check that out because it's really important to incorporate that in your daily routines. Um, but guys, don't get in a fight. If you do get in a fight, it's because your life depends on it. And that means you have to hurt that person, injure that person so you can walk away and live another day. You just listened to Craft Maga Podcast. Go to craftmagapodcast.com for show notes and links mentioned in this episode.